Hey friends, it's Mark James. I am on the earphones. Yes, I am. Good. Okay, it is Saturday. What is going on? It rained a bit this morning, didn't it? Um, I'll tell you what. What a what a time. Um, what a couple of days. I mean, I think what I needed yesterday. I spoke very candidly about what's go. Sorry, I've got the hiccups about what's going on. But I think what I needed <clears throat> was a bit of processing time um, today. I felt I was walking and I was telling my friend, um, my friend and manager actually, uh, Mark, about um, when I say manager, obviously I mean my sort of career manager, my you know uh, bookings manager uh, about it, and I felt really elated. And I said to, I was talking about obviously I'm talking about Sarah's you know mole and the cancerous thing and all of that, and I thought. There was a point yesterday where up until about 11.45 when Sarah got back in the car and told me the good slash bad news that she'd had it, but they thought it was now gone because it had been cut off in the biopsy. Um, that actually up until that point, there was a thought where there was a time when I thought there's a chance that Sarah might die. You know, we both thought about that a lot. We talked about it. Sarah and I obviously, as you know, have very dark sense of humours, but we genuinely like joked about it and thought about it and I didn't really think that it would come to that but part of you does part of you is very sort of um fatalistic I suppose and you know I was thinking because I read everything and of course reading things on the internet is no way to make yourself (laughs) no way to make yourself feel better about anything so um yeah I think I just you know I'd read all the stuff about how a mole can get into the, break the dermis, get to stage four, spread your lymphatic system. Once it gets in your lymph nodes, you're fucked, etc. Um, not always, but, you know, it's a pretty bad sign. And I was thinking, well, she's had this mole since she was, as long as I've known her. And what if we've only really noticed it since it's looked bad? But what if it's been bad for ages and all of that stuff? And I was, you know, on the inside, quietly terrified, but of course... I did talk to Sarah about it a lot, but then you realize that actually that's making the other person feel perhaps more worried than they might be. And she would often say to me, oh, I'm not even bothered. Don't worry about it. And, you know, part of that will have been true because Sarah's very calm emotionally, um, you know, in, in general, obviously with all of our moments. But generally, she's very uh, <clears throat> cool on the surface. And I'm the one who flips about a lot and gets overexcited. And so part of that, I think she would have been keeping my, me calm. Part of that, I think she's keeping herself calm. And part of that will have been the truth of it, that she was calm. But I would have been making that worse by talking about it all the time and wanting to examine every inch of it. And that's unfair because um, we didn't know anything. So there was no point. So I tried to keep it. But on the inside, I was really desperately worried. And now, knowing that it's actually fine, Um, I'm elated. You know, now it's like, it's great. The main thing in life that I was worried about, the only thing really beyond, you know, even the financial stuff and all of that because of COVID and yada, 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 isn't stressing me out that much anymore. I've done a few gigs. We've saved a bit of money. Government assistance is still coming to top up, you know, to get us back to where we ultimately can survive. And I feel like we will. So even that wasn't worrying me. Basically, everything has been all right again now. Even the gigs I was stressed about, the third Alakazam Academy, the Zoom show that I'd never done half an hour, all of that stuff. 
it's all behind me now. And the main thing I was worried about was Sarah. And now that's behind us as well. And we don't need to worry about it anymore. And it's all okay. So I suppose what I also need to recognize is that the excuses are done. And I need to now sort out my own life and my own health without the excuse in my head of, oh, I can't while I'm worried about this, which, as we all know, is total bollocks. But I think what I need is processing time. It's a funny sign, actually, that Sarah and I, we know each other well and what we're both about, in that when the nurse gave Sarah the results and, you know, sat her down yesterday, so it was cancer, but the biopsy removed it, and we're going to do one more little surgery to remove the extra skin around it, just to be double sure that it doesn't come back. But as far as we can tell, it is gone and you can stop worrying. However, cancer affects people in different ways and um, we are offering you mental health support. So they said, you can have mental health support, you're gonna get a phone call every other Monday for a year while you go through the final bit of this process to you know, move on from it. It's a standard service we offer. And Sarah said to the woman, said to the nurse, um, I'm all right, actually, but my husband could probably do with it. <laughs> She's so right. The problem is, though, I don't need a mental health nurse to talk to me. She just needs to listen to this podcast. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine if I said, I'll tell you what, let's skip the phone calls for the first couple of months. Listen to the podcast. And if you think you can help me, we'll talk. Otherwise, leave me to my own devices. I've been getting by all right so far. Jesus Christ, what a time. So I think what I really needed was processing time. And yesterday I was still a bit in shock because you just hear that word, don't you? Cancer, 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 fuck cancer. That's the word that you hear. And you just think, I mean, you, you only think one thing, don't you? Dead. You just think death, dead, fuck. Sadness, funeral, informing a child, death, dead, dead. That's all you think when you hear the word cancer, and it's horrible. Maybe what we need, actually, in this country is a re-education about cancer to understand that it's not a death sentence and that actually a huge amount of people go on to just completely live their lives in an absolutely normal way and it never troubles them again. However, I cannot move on from this section without a solemn uh, nod to the fact that a lot of people, same as I said yesterday, are simply not as lucky. And so, you know, really my heart continues to go out to you. Uh, a friend did reach out to me yesterday to talk about a little bit of something that goes on in their life. And uh, that was cool. And if anyone is having some shit that they want to talk to me about, <laughs> fuck knows what help you think I'll be. But, you know, I, I'm here for you. If you listen to this podcast, then I am willing to listen to you. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, but it's, you know, it's not as bad as you think. So with a bit of processing time, actually today, you know what? I do feel quite elated. So last night I went on there on uh, the internet and I was looking at deals for uh, Black Friday and looking at tech deals because, you know, I'm obsessed with smart home stuff and I love a bit of uh, Alexa and um, smart bulbs and all of that jargon. I really do. I, we got loads of it in our house. We got Alexa in four different rooms, all connected to nicer speakers. So it sounds great. You get like multi-room. We got, uh, I mean, this is not showing off, by the way. I built this up over years because it costs a bloody fortune. But um, smart bulbs in different rooms. And actually, the smart bulbs were the only way to um, 
separate our dining room kitchen. Our kitchen and dining room is one single room and it all functions on one single light switch, but it's almost like an L shape. And it's quite frustrating because um, the dining room, the lights are very spot, you know, they're a bit too bare and bright and it makes it unpleasant. When you're in the kitchen and the dining room lights are off, or the kitchen lights are on, it's really nice. You know that thing when you're in a big room and half of it is dark and it feels a bit cozy? Well, it's like that, but when all the lights are on, it was horrible, but it was all on one light switch. Well, as it turns out, um, putting smart bulbs in and then separating the rooms in the smart bulb settings allowed you to um, have two separate rooms, which is ideal. So we put the kitchen ones in, we put the dining rooms ones in, and then in the Alexa app, we just called the ones that were kitchen, kitchen, the ones that were dining room, dining room. And now when you walk in and you say, turn on the kitchen lights, it only puts on the ones that you want. Now we also got a smart home switch for the lights as well. And that goes over the top of the regular switch. So that stays turned on. And now you just press the button. And when you press the button, it turns on just the kitchen. But you can also cycle. This is fucking boring, isn't it? But you can cycle as well. So if you press it twice, it'll turn on both. If you press it, uh, the off button, it turns off both, yada, yada, yada. So we've got those. We've got uh, smart bulbs in the bathroom that all go different colors. And that's really nice. If you want, like, I like a purple when I'm in there. But you don't make them all purple. You make one of them dark purple, one of them pinkish, and one of them blue. And then what you get is a nice textured light in the bathroom. And it looks really good. Um, we put smart plugs on everything, so all the lamps are on plugs. So when you say, Alexa, turn on the be bedroom lights, there's a desk lamp, uh, a makeup table lamp, and then two bedside lamps that all match, and they all come on. And It's pretty good, and it just builds up and up over time. So I've been thinking about getting the ring doorbell for a while, because uh, I hate missing parcels, and I hate when, you know, they ring, and you just miss them. So at least now, there's no excuses that the doorbell's there. And if they ring it, and you're your phone rings, you know someone's at the door, and that's how it works, it's really good, you put it on, it's pretty easy to fit, um, there's like a special plate that you take off, and you screw that to the door, and then you fix the uh, doorbell to the door, and then you screw that to the plate as well, the thing is, it can be stolen, right, but the last thing you'll see of the person who steals it is their face, <laughs> because it motion detects, and what's really cool is you can select the area that it motion detects. So you look at you look through the camera on your iPhone or whichever phone you've got. If you haven't got an iPhone, whichever shit phone you've got instead, Tracy. Um, and you basically highlight the areas that you want with your finger. So I drew across the bottom of the drive and everything. So it won't get people walking past the end of the drive. But as soon as you step onto the drive, it detects motion. And you can even put it so that it only detects people. So it won't uh, detect animals and cats and stuff like that which is terrific. So if it detects motion, it tells you that someone's been on your drive. And um, if it, what's it called? If someone presses it, then it rings through to your phone and you answer and you can talk to them through the doorbell. It's class. So I set it up and it's really good. I like it a lot. Um, it doesn't have night vision on it though. I don't know if the newer version will, but what I'll say is because of the Black Friday sale, I got the ring doorbell version too, which does all that stuff. And it was 50 quid. I mean, you can't knock it, can you? There used to be over 120. It was 50 pound. So big old saving. And it's on the door now. And I really do like it. 
So that's the next smart home thing. Who knows what else they'll invent? I think the next thing is going to be geo-specific thing on your phone where, say, someone like Sarah, whose routine, work routine is fairly set. You know, her phone knows in a morning based on the time she leaves the house where she's likely going. And it does, doesn't it? Because when you look at your phone, it makes suggestions to you based on what you're likely to be about to do. But um, it knows she's going to work. And then when she's been at work all day, it'll know that she always finishes at, say, five o'clock. So she bails at five. It'll know that she's starting to travel home. So the smart home will set all your settings Know you're com- because it knows you're coming home because it knows whether or not your phone is is in the house or not. And so, say if nobody else is in, and it knows you're coming back by yourself, before you get home, it will turn on the heating to the temperature that you like, it'll put on your favourite music, it'll set all the lights in the rooms that you're likely to go in, the way that you like them, it'll turn the kettle on for you and boil the kettle. Like You'll basically always get home to the exact perfect situation that you like getting home to. And you'll have different profiles, and whoever's coming home, it'll set that up for them. That'll be really good, provided nobody's already in, and it doesn't counteract their settings. But I really like that. I mean, we sort of do that now. Sarah always turns the heating on uh, when she leaves work, so that the house is warm when she gets in. Actually, it's on a timer at the minute, but when she's leaving work at different times, she does that. And I often will put music on, you know, before I get home, and different stuff like that, so when I walk in, it feels homely, and it's pretty good, that smart home stuff. It's all right, you know. It's um, it's pretty decent if you if you get into it and you work out how it works. The biggest problem you've got, which we had, is when we changed our router, our Sky router, uh, stopped working, so we had to get a new one. And resetting everything up was the biggest pain in the balls. And it was my fault. It was because the... Um, the old one, I unplugged the old one and, you know, bailed it off and then plugged in the new one and tried to set that up. And actually, if you keep the old one plugged in, it makes it really easy to set all the new stuff up. But I'd already gone past that. So I couldn't reset stuff, um, which is a real pain. Like our Amazon Fire Stick, I mean, I totally balls that up. But as it goes, Xbox made it so you can watch Prime on there now. So I wasn't bothered because you can watch everything through Xbox. I should get a controller for Xbox that doesn't have to use the games controller. We've got one of those for Joshua. You know, we got him an Xbox for Christmas because um, obviously he wants one. But also it means that you don't have to have anything else in your room. You know, if he's going to play, if he's going to play games or watch Netflix and TV and all of that sort of stuff, he doesn't need some weird stain on the inside of my window. It's gross. I wonder what it is. I'm using a broken face mask to clean it. It looks like I've sneezed and a bogey's gone on the window. <laughs> I don't think that is what it is, but it's something weird. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, you can use Xbox to watch uh, Amazon, Prime, and Netflix, YouTube, I think, Sky. It's all connectable through that. So if he's got that, he won't need anything else. And that's really handy, I suppose. But because you don't want him to always be able to play games, you want to be able to remove that ability. Um there's a little hand controller, which looks a little bit like a TV remote. Actually, it looks more like an Amazon Fire Stick remote. Just a little sleek. I tell you what it looks like. It looks like the Apple TV remote, a little sleek black thing. And uh, that can control the Xbox if you just want to watch stuff, which is handy. Because the other thing is, as well, the controller's got to be turned on and off. Whereas that is basically always on because the battery works in a different way. 
<laughs> Sorry if today's been really, really fucking boring, by the way. Um, I can only apologise. Oh, gosh. What should I finish on? What do you want to know about to kind of close down this episode? What things should I tell you? Well, I mean, let's finish on some positivity. Sarah and I are almost guaranteed to have Chinese food tonight, by the way. But as I was saying, I did walk today, by the way. I had a little walk. I walked to Sainsbury's because Argos is in Sainsbury's and that's where I'd ordered the ring doorbell from in the sale. So I walked up to Sainsbury's and uh, got back. Sarah went to work. Joshua played Fortnite with his friends all day, which absolutely drove me insane. The way they talk to each other. That was so salty. This is cringe. That was salty as it's like, geez, what the hell? It, it takes on a different language. I don't even understand what he's on about. Now I'm that guy. Now I'm that old dad who doesn't know what his kid means. <laughs> Kids are shit, aren't they? They're so annoying. They just shout at each other. None of them listen to each other. They just constantly are shouting, trying to get each other to watch what the other one's doing. Pointless. But anyway, um, we're going to have Chinese, I would assume. And then I'm going to have to start being healthy. I haven't been getting ways because I'm too scared, but I think the plan is going to be um, to ride it out until the weekend's over, make some good plans, get sorted. I've got a show a week on Tuesday, so that's a good thing to aim for. Drop some weight for that because I've been feeling horrible putting my suit on for Zoom shows and stuff. And my Alakazam lecture, I just felt really fat. I put the suit on and I just looked in the mirror and thought, this is horrific. <laughs> and I watched back a tiny bit of the video because I wanted to see myself doing one of the tricks, the cups and balls. And I just thought, why do you look so fat? It's horrible. Like, I felt great, you know, within sort of beginning of this year, I was so healthy and felt amazing and was putting my suits on and just couldn't get enough of, like, clothes shopping and looking at myself in the mirror. <laughs> oh, my God. And now I just feel gross. So it needs to stop. It has to be over. So let's ride out the weekend. I'm not going to get weighed. No, fuck that. What I'll do is I'll have a smash week from Monday. Well, probably Tuesday because that's how the diet usually works. And um, then I'll get weighed after a week. And whatever I weigh after a week, I'll add 16 pounds onto that and know where I came from. Because that's what I always lose in the first week. It's always 16 pounds. Come hell or high water, it's 16 pounds. So I'll just add them on um, and I'll know where I've come from. <laughs> I don't think seeing it on the scale will do me anything any good with regards to motivation. Whereas if I don't see it and then actually I do better than I think, maybe that'll really motivate me by the week after if I see a good result. So we're back to this again. We're nearly at 100 episodes still. I'm still working on the idea of the special. Uh, it's the 28th today, so that's going to be out in one, two... The, uh, oh god yeah 30 days past september april june and november so one two three four four days four days until the one hour podcast special surfaces when uh, i'll be putting it out as some sort of thing and hopefully you'll all share the living fuck out of it and people will you know i hope get on board and enjoy it and maybe it'll push it and if i do that and really nothing happens it might be time to stop doing this as well. Because, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I don't know. I'm st- I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to stick it out. I do like talking to you all, you know. And I love the feedback when you message me about something that's made you laugh or whatever. We have had a small drop in numbers, maybe 20% drop. I'd like to get that back up. 
It's sad, isn't it, that opening an app and seeing how many people have listened to a thing cheers you up. Of course, I only have a look at the viewing numbers for yesterday's podcast because that's what comes up immediately when you turn it on. And actually, when I look back, what I find is that in general, most people now are taking a day or two days and catching up. They're binging. I see most people. I mean, you, don't I? Most of you are binging and catching up over a couple of days. So um, I don't worry too much. I always just look at yesterday. But I can't expect you to give up 20 minutes to me every single day, can I? Bloody hell. (laughs) Anyway, that's the end of the episode. Bye, friends.